Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. We are continuing our series called Rejoice, looking at the book of Philippians. And this week, looking at a message titled Upward Mindset. And I'm joined by two special guests and friends that also know each other pretty well. First, we're joined by lead pastor Jose Avaroa. Hey, Jose. Taylor. I agree. This is a very special guest. Hey, Not me, the other one. We're joined by Taylor Averroa. Taylor, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. Always enjoy being here. We call this the Taylor Made Podcast. I was going to say, great Absolutely, name. it's a great Maybe name. I'll find a replacement, and there's a couple of other Taylors that we can invite. <laughs> we have enough Taylors. Jose, we'd love to give you the first word as we look at Philippians 2 and what this looks like and what this means in relation to the series that we're yeah, in. Yeah, I've said this a couple of times. I think I said it in one of the gatherings that this was a much easier message to preach than to live. This is as challenging as it gets for us humans because we we have this desire to vie for ourselves, to try to promote our, ourselves. I mean, it's it's we want to succeed, and, and that's not a bad thing. But dealing with the ego, dealing with um, you know the things that keep us from being like Christ. In this case, the model that he set, this upward mindset that we read in um, chapter two, verses one through eleven, so challenging. So. <laughs> That's that's what I got right now. Yeah, we're gonna still jump. very challenging to think about it and talk about it. We're gonna jump into those three mindsets that you talked about: inward, upward, or inward, outward, and then upward. But first, Taylor would love to hear your thoughts on kind of the series as a whole, and just as we jump into this book, kicking off this series. Yeah, I love that we are jumping into a series talking about rejoicing. I think that as a church family, that it's a great time to do that. And I also think that learning to rejoice, learning to sustain hope and have gratitude is so important as our journey as believers and you know as if we as Christians have a hard time doing that and we're connected to an everlasting and turtle source of hope then how do others without Christ do that and so I think it's a good question for us to wrestle with and process and also strengthen our skills in connecting to joy yeah, that's awesome. Let's jump into these three here. The first one being inward. Uh, Jose, you kind of added a tagline there of the me first mentality. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether you're one years old or a hundred years old, I think we can all relate to just this uh, mentality in our flesh. So much of the world around us is constantly trying to uh, point us in this direction. I feel like if mm-hmm. you just wake up, you're naturally going to be drifting in this direction. So what are maybe some ways just as Christians that we can take uh, this particular mindset captive and just even when it comes comes to uh, being mindful of what we what we consume or the way in which we have our mindset. What's so helpful about reading the Bible is that we have words to hold on to. It gives us a vocabulary that's been around for thousands of years that is not American. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, crosses every single culture. It is incredibly relevant in any time or place. And so I love these words that, well, I don't love them, but they're, they're true. So I love that they guide us, that uh, me first mentality is means vain conceit and selfish ambition and looking down on others and not considering others, not being interested in other people, but only being interested in the things that we are. And I think about how we grow up in life. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the times we're, um, 
you know, broken into interest groups and you're around with people that only like the same things you do and that are only like you. And, and that does us a disservice on knowing how to love those that may not have the same interest, especially when it comes to your point, Taylor. We are a church family and our common denominator is Jesus. But that's, mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> the rest, you just have to be a human being. And there are multiple personalities, backgrounds, experiences that may separate us. But this idea that the me first mentality um, is important to be aware of because it actually distances us from, from other people. Yeah, I like what you said there at the end about being aware because we're in these mindsets, we're talking about, well, with the inward and outward, we're talking about these extremes where in an inward mindset, it's always all about me. And then an outward mindset, it's always about others. And so neither one of those are a good place to be. Um, And yet we don't never want to think about ourselves or never think about others because that wouldn't be helpful either. And so, um, you know, that piece on awareness, we have to have awareness before we can change. ABC. ABC, awareness Awareness before before change. change. And so thinking about you know, inward and the me first is we need to be aware of how much do I really think about myself? And that can be a convicting and also challenging question for us to think about. Thinking about young kids, toddlers, we've had a lot of them. They're think about, they think about themselves a lot. And I think that we can learn something from, right. you know, kids of it's oftentimes about us. Yeah. Uh, Something, Jose, you mentioned as we look at all three of these, but I want to kind of zero on this first one still on inward, um, just even how much pressure it puts on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard to feel at peace uh, when when you feel like it's all on you. I'd love for y'all to just talk about that a little more, just the significance that this isn't like, oh, okay, God just wants me to rid of myself and focus on other people. But like he actually, I mean, we we see this in in the gospels and the truth here, but uh, he wants what's best for us. And so there is a sense of peace we can establish by not having an inward mentality. Sure. I think for myself, I can, in a time of crisis, I can lean towards the side of being hyper-responsible where I'm going to get things done and I'm going to be efficient at it and dishes are going to be done and kids are going to be fed and everyone has what they need. really good at that too. You can get a lot done. (laughs) However, it leans too far of being hyper-responsible and what I know to be true for myself is the pressure builds and it builds and it builds. And at some point, that pressure has to go somewhere. And we aren't made to be that independent. Independent. God wants us to be dependent on Him. And then we have the opportunity through relationship to be interdependent with others. Um, But it's not about how much I can do or how much I can sustain. It's how can I lean into God and allow His strength to carry me through. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, specifically speaking to, you know, marriage, I never realized how selfish I was until I married you. (laughs) And then I recognized, wow, I think about myself a lot and I talk or I want to talk about myself a lot. And I did this years ago. Should probably try this now that we're talking about humility and exercising this mindset, but try going a day where you don't bring yourself up at all. Now for an internal processor, that may be easy, but for an external processor like me, that that's a little more difficult. Not not necessarily always that I'm making things about me, but but I do want to connect with other people. Sure. Yeah. Some temperament and personality differences play into that. Yeah. Yeah. 
However, it's a really good exercise to think about, you know, how often am I actually thinking about my interest and, and how often do I do the other, which is think, think, think about others. This may be easier to identify in other people, but I really mm-hmm. would try to think about this question uh, personally. What are maybe some red flags or warning signs that uh, you can encourage someone to be thinking about that maybe, oh, I am in this inward, maybe just talking about yourself. What are maybe yeah. some other practical things that maybe just some red flags that you've maybe experienced in your own life that you realize that you're, you're drifting into this mindset? I mean, I think that's a great question and it probably looks different for different people, but I do think the talking about yourself and also the piece of when something happens, are you able to take responsibility for what was yours to own? It may not be all be yours, but can you take responsibility for the part that you played in that? And I, I mean, another way to think about that is, are you always the victim? Because in life, there's times when you may be, but likely you're not always. Another great red flag or something to be aware of is if you can't celebrate other people. Mm-hmm. If, if someone is doing well and you can't be happy for them. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then there's probably some bitterness that, that is taking root in your life or jealousy or envy. You think that somebody else is doing well and shouldn't do well because you're not doing well. And so that that's a good trigger to, to go back to the Lord mm-hmm. and say, all right, God, I'm, I'm dealing with some either approval issues or acceptance issues. Um, I need your affirmation and allow him to speak these truths into your lives that you are created in this image, that he fully forgives you and has a specific plan for, for, for your life and, and is there with you through that. But yeah, if we can't celebrate people, that's a good mm-hmm red flag. Mm. There's that side of the inward mentality. And then there's this, I love how you highlight just the, the, there's a, a huge swing that you can make mm-hmm. on too far on the other side here on this outward mentality where you're putting the focus all on the other person, putting your worth or identity or just uh, even your peace in the hands mm-hmm. of other people. I'd love for you all just to think about some of these similar questions again. What are maybe some red flags? What are areas where you start to realize, oh, this is, I need to be moving into the middle here. I'd love, I'm going to hit this right back to you. So prepare to give an answer, Taylor C. <laughs> TC. We're putting him on the spot. I am because I know that you have some really good stuff um, to say. For me, if Taylor tends to be on the hyper responsibility and independence, I am actually on the other side of the spectrum Well, where I will go to people and put my hope in people versus on, on, on God. And I'll look to, um, Hey, what do you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go do that. And so I think that we haven't hit this third one, but Jesus is first. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the the one that we need to be looking at always. And so for me, if, if I'm sharing something with someone that I haven't already been praying through and seeking God's guidance on, then, then I'm probably out of line. I, I need to go back, apologize, repent, and say, Lord, I, forgive me. He does. He's, he's faithful and, and forgives us every time. But just this awareness that I, I, I'm out of line. I'm out of order here. So going back to Jesus first and saying, what, what do you think about this? What, 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 do you th- what direction do you think we should go? 
Yeah, and people on both sides, if we're drawing out this kind of extreme spectrum, can feel this, but burnout is a common characteristic of individuals who tend to be on that outward mindset of feeling burnt out, of feeling used by others, of feeling like whatever they're doing isn't enough. And I think those are good things for us to be aware of and think of. But I'd love to hear, Taylor, what you would add to that. What? Yeah. Well, no, I I think about, uh, I I wrestle with both of these extremes here. So I think on the, on the outward focus, I think about the two things I think about are what am I fearing and what are, what Mm -hmm. is frustrating me? Fears Mm -hmm. and frustration typically identify. So on the fears would be helping me with the inward. Usually I can trace that down to an inward of like, oh, I'm I'm worried. I'm either insecure about a certain part of my identity or my worth Mm -hmm. or my value. So I'm putting that uh, just in my accomplishments or what I'm doing. And then on the outward side, a lot of it has to do with frustrations. It's like, what, mm-hmm. what, what is frustrating me? And typically that's other people. And then I tried to unpack that. Um, I was actually talking to some guys at a crosswalk encounter this past weekend about this and told them how to channel, try to channel my inner like four-year-old that's always asking why, like, why, why? why? <laughs> and so when I'm frustrated, I ask myself why? And sure. then I said to be, well, they didn't do this or they didn't do this. And it's like, well, why is that frustrating? And then just slowly begin to unpack mm-hmm. that, that, yeah, I've, I've put so much on this relationship or so much on this person looking for them to fulfill or complete me or, or, uh, identify or define who I am. And so I think that's one for me, just those two areas on both ends typically have, have helped me a lot. It's really good. That's really, really mm-hmm. good. Thanks for sharing. We've got this third one here and that is the upward, the Jesus first. I love how it's, it's a, it really does tie all of these in together. And I'd love to go back to the question about just the peace that we have mm-hmm. in this, because I think about so many people, they may be sitting in church and they're like, okay, I don't want to focus too much on people. Don't want to focus mm-hmm. too much on myself. What, what, what is there for me? What, what life is there for me? And so I think, again, would love to hear y'all's thoughts on just kind of the peace that this mentality brings above all else. Mm-hmm. What well, takes the pressure off. And mm-hmm. the pressure was put on the back of Jesus. He, he lived that life that we never could have lived. He really did measure up to the perfect standard that God uh, puts all of us to as, as, as his image bearers. And he also paid the price for it. And so that allows us, there's a couple of quotes that I read um, that, that tie to being relaxed in mm-hmm. that. And, and I think that's huge. It's also very difficult, especially if you want to prove yourself and if you are very competitive and driven. Or if it's always about you. Or if it's always about you, right? Then it's easy to just settle into the peace that the gospel provides that, mm-hmm. yeah, you couldn't have done anything to deserve it. And yet he so willingly and freely gives you his love. Yeah, I think of peace there with like the shalom of God and the putting together of pieces of our lives and of what our experience has been and what our brokenness is. And so when we're able to shift our gaze from looking, you know, inside or only outside to looking up, how we see things changes. Our perspective quite literally shifts. And so the importance of being able to learn to move our gaze upward, I think is um, really significant. I like the C.S. Lewis quote. You alluded to quotes, uh, Jose, earlier. C.S. Lewis quote about what does a humble man or woman look like? And Mm -hmm. I love that example there. If you missed it, you can go back and listen to it. But uh, I think about some of us, 
can think of maybe one or two or maybe several people in our lives Mm -hmm. that come to mind as kind of a role model for this upward mindset. And then sadly, some don't have an example, an earthly example. How how would you encourage someone that's maybe in that boat where they they don't know what this looks like to be practically in in 2024 Mm -hmm. and this day and age? What does this actually look like to live out the truths that we read in Philippians 2 and in this upward mentality? If you're listening to this, then you're in the right spot because Mm -hmm. you're seeking and you want to grow. And that's exactly why we do things like this so that there is there are resources available right where we are you don't need to drive anywhere literally wherever you're driving to you can listen to this uh, and also as a church family we're called to do this together mm-hmm. so Paul the context is that he's writing to the church he's not writing to we'll, we'll read it next um, we'll read next week that he talks about Timothy and Epaphroditus and I love that he uses individuals as examples of God's grace but in this case he's saying y'all have this mindset this is a a community activity and so get plugged in there's a lot of great uh community groups here in this area but if you so happen to be listening to this outside of hayes county kamau county then find a local church around you that really loves the bible and really loves jesus and uh find other people to 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 do this with yeah i think that when we're thinking about joy or rejoicing there is the opportunity where we can have joy as an individual but really to experience joy, we need other people around us. And so we get to experience the rejoicing by you know, making eye contact with someone, laughing with someone, getting to know someone deeply, sitting with them through trials and hardship. And you know, God fuels us with that joy. And so I think that's an important step of both this individual part of rejoicing and having an upward mindset as well as this opportunity to experience that communally. Yeah. Uh, y'all already mentioned this a little bit, but I'd miss this opportunity to just talk about y'all's marriage as an example of how you see this work. Jose, there's three points kind of that you laid out of what an upward mindset looks like. You're rejecting entitlement, loving first, and obeying humbly. Again, you've already referenced this a little bit, but I'd love for you to share just even encouragement to other couples out there that are listening. Just how have you seen God really uh, highlight this as far as this mentality, seeing this work in a marriage context? Well, servant leadership is mm-hmm. is is it both. You know, me as, as the husband is the leader of my home to to not come in with this is what we're going to do or here's the right answer but to really listen to Taylor and take time to understand where she is where she's coming from where she wants to go and and then doing this together so loving first for me means not waiting for Taylor to come and ask me how my day is I'll, I'll go ahead and ask her first I do ask about you his do. day just you for do. the record but I I, I ask first <laughs> yeah and I will continue to ask first because that's something that I remember early on having having a conviction I, I want to be mm-hmm. that husband that that shows up first and uh, again I'm not doing that uh, the design is here in the word mm-hmm. that that's that's the type of leadership that is Jesus like. And you do most days ask how my day was. Most days. First. 90, yeah. 92 maybe. I, you know, I tend to go back to this place, but to back to safety of it's hard to put this into practice if in whether it's a marriage relationship or a friendship or a parent-child relationship, if there's a lack of safety in that relationship. And so you know, maybe it's taking it back a couple steps to really make sure that that's a safe relationship. And if it is or is not, how do you grow the safety of that? And with that comes vulnerability and humility in both 
being willing to share with another person as well as being willing to receive from another person. It's really good. How have y'all seen just even the role, again, y'all talked about this earlier, not just some that are listening are married, some aren't, just the broader role of community and finding that safety in just even a larger group, like a community group or with a trusted friend. Uh, how, how can that just help us practically? What are maybe things, do do we ask the group to help us with this area and this mindset? Or are we just assuming that they will? Or how, how do you navigate that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's such a great question. And yes, one, safety. So is that a safe group? Is that a safe friendship? Is uh, over time, have they proven trustworthiness and loyalty and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and the fruits of the Spirit? Can you find fruit of their lives there. And I do think that that's where the humility comes in and the vulnerability, because uh, believe it or not, people can't read our minds. And I know that when we were early married, I just thought that Jose could read my mind. Yeah, still can't. Turns out he can't. And so we do have to use words and ask for help and um, offer people that are safe a look into our lives so they know how to come alongside of us and i think that's a great place to start and also for those listening a great question of how can i help you how can i support you and i think man if we could really do that well we would go so far in our relationships with each other as well as inviting people into god's family that's where i was going to go i love that you ended there because what John the Baptist said is is so beautiful. He must, I must decrease so that he must, or so that he can increase. Or um, that that whole idea is powerful because the more the the less that I think about myself, the more that I'm able to think of others. And if you really look at these three things, if we prioritize upward mindset first, if we go to Jesus, then that allows us to have a healthy inward mindset to see ourselves the way that Jesus does. And if we have that, then that allows us to have a healthy outward mindset. That's this humble posture that has margin to listen, to care, to meet needs in, in other people. And so again, all of this makes sense as to why it's written in the word and why Jesus really wants us to follow his example. And I can't say enough, like his example never ceases to amaze me. And if it starts becoming dull, just dig deeper, dig deeper and find beauty in every bit because he did something that we could have never, ever, ever done. And it's all to his glory. And so I'm so grateful for you know the guide and I'm also grateful for this conversation. It's a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for listening to The Conversations Podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. See you back for the next conversation.